Hey, ladies, welcome to the Hard Headed Way. I am your host, Dietrich Wiley. So, listen, ladies, on this journey to identifying, learning, and growing our magic, our girl power, the journey can be driven from the heart perspective or the head perspective. I tend to lead with my logic, you know, my head, but all the fun I have when I get to hang out with my girls who lead with their emotions, you know, their hearts. So I want you to join me and my friends on this podcast as we vibe in our village moments where we will talk, laugh, and maybe even cry. Yes, girl, we may even cry. But before we get started, I gotta ask, are you the heart or the head? Come on, ladies, and let's talk about it. Hey, guys, welcome to today's episode of The Hard-Headed Way. I am your host, Dietrich Wiley, and today's episode is called Dear Mama. And today I would like to pay homage to Mama, the dopeness in the form of Irene Lacey. So being a mom can be one of the most thankless jobs to ever exist. One day they are such sweet babies and then one day they're teenagers that you want to choke. But still there's something to be said about a mom and we're blessed to have that. A mom that's still living, a mom that is still very much involved and who simply never stops momming you. And so today I celebrate my mom just for that. When I think about the premise of the show, my mom and my sister are definitely hearts. I need y'all to understand. I'm a head living in the house with two hearts. The drama that rang through our house on a daily basis was ridiculous. I mean, I can say this to their face. So when they hear this recording, this will be no surprise. My mom and my sister live to put 20 on 10. They are way, way extra. But I digress. My mom was a single mom as both my dad and my sister's dad died when we were young. And so as Tupac says, even though we had different daddies, same drama, when things went wrong, we blamed mama. And I know raising kids is hard just from my own experiences. So so to all you single mothers, cheers to you guys, because I know we gave mama hell. Just thinking back though, to all the discipline she raised us with, along with the foundational things that she poured into us. Um, Going to church was something we did all of the time. And then, um, you know, just being on time. Wait, 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 wait. I got caught up, y'all. That's my thing. That's Being on time is not my mama or Nikki's ministry at all. So let me step back. Let me step back. Another foundational thing (laughs) was caring a great deal about what we looked like when we walked out of that house. To this day, when people see us, uh, I'm sorry, when we see other people whose clothes don't fit or they're too small, we say, oh, she couldn't be Irene's daughter because she would quickly say, no, ma'am, you are not going anywhere with me looking like that. And I joke all the time about how rigid she was and, and still is a great deal, but it's been those guardrails that she gave us that saved our lives. And for that, absolutely thankful. When I think about the similarities and differences we have with mama, I know my main similarity is parenting right down to the fussing. 
Nikki hates to hear me fuss. Mama hates to hear me fuss, which is so surprising, but that's that grandmother thing she has going on. But they cannot stand for me um, to fuss at my at my boys. But for sure, I know that I pulled a lot of things that um, she did with us growing up. And I, I'm thankful for that example, especially as it pertains to um, the success I'm seeing with my children as they start to come into their own. What would I say Nikki has that's similar to Mama? I would probably say outside of both of them being 100% emotional, I would say that it takes both of them hours and hours and hours to get dressed to go somewhere. But baby, when they come out of that room, that hair is going to be done, that face is going to be done, and they are going to be ready to go. I mean, you would think that we are going somewhere that requires you to do a great deal of dressing up, but it's not. Most of the time we're just going to Walmart, but listen, that's just what they do. Even with all of the seeds that she's sown into just me and Nikki and thinking about the things that she's poured and and nurtured in us, she did not stop there. She is an amazing grandmother or Mimi, as my boys call her. And for many that don't know this, when my oldest Jonathan, when I had my oldest Jonathan, I was still in college. So when I went through my divorce, Jonathan actually lived with my mom and Nikki, who was still in high school, while I continued to um, finish college and work. And so, listen, if you told mama right now that she was not Jonathan's mom, she might seriously just fight you. Right now, we are convinced that Jonathan and my youngest son, Peyton, get more in mama's will. She's going to hate me for saying that, but that is the joke that we pass back and forth because she loves her boy, her grand boys. My mom's superpower, y'all, is teaching for, I mean, she's a teacher by trade. But for many years, when my kids began walking and talking, I could spend hours and hours going over words and letters with them. And all I got in return was a blank face or a laugh. Like it just blew my mind. My boys could visit her for a week and they were reading books. They were using new words and cleaning up behind themselves. I could never make that make sense. And that same thing translated into her classroom, too. She could take a great deal of disorder and create like mass order and and teach in I mean it was just an amazing thing to see and I mean truly that is her calling and so for that it has always been really an honor to watch her her do that and even to see that translate into something that my oldest son now does um, as his profession and so I want to I think I want to pause and just share a few lessons that I've learned from my mom. And these were lessons that were caught and not taught, meaning we follow and still follow what we've seen her do, not what she's told us to do. And the first one is pretty cliche, but it's quitting is never an option. Our mom is a two-time cancer survivor. And while it's it's easy for me to say today, and I don't want to take away from and speak on her behalf, of the actual experience, but watching her, my my thoughts were it was a daunting task, but it wasn't limiting. It was scary to her, but not enough to prevent her from striving towards her healing. And so for that, 
I always say two things. All I know is strong and all I know is showing up. And that's what we saw of her the entire time or both times that she's had to deal with breast cancer and the treatment therein. The next one, number two, is ask questions and or make sure you have a good understanding before you talk. Nikki has the funniest story that she tells that when she was in the fourth grade, she came home one day and my mom said, how was school today? And she said, Miss Williams said that I was stupendous. And my mom said, well, what does that mean? And Nikki just assumed it meant something good. And my mom said, well, it could have meant stupid. And Nikki says, (laughs) I literally was like, Miss Williams called me stupid. She was like, it wasn't until I got my own understanding of the word that I realized that probably should know what people are saying to me when they use words that I genuinely don't know the meaning of. And so hence, always, always make sure you have a good understanding or uh, that you built up your vocabulary enough to know the meaning of the words that you're using. The next one is leverage the value in the village around you. I've always wondered this, that if my and my sister's dads were still living, would we have known so much about our family? Every summer, well, every break, we visited our grandparents and just uncles, aunts. And, you know, I don't know a time where when we were out of school that she didn't ship us somewhere to visit somebody. (laughs) That was just the expectation when um, spring break and summer um, took place for sure. But in addition to that, she drug us to every family reunion and we often had to go with her when, when she visited a lot of our older relatives. So for that, I know and had very deep relationships with my grandmothers, my great grandmother, even great grandfather. It is those relationships that I feel like help actually shape me into what um, I think an, an aunt of mine told me a long time ago. I had an old soul and it's because I got to experience all that. And I'm grateful. I'm absolutely grateful for that. Number four, dress to impress or dress how you want to be addressed. My mama will dress up to go to Walmart. I just told y'all she cared. She made sure we cared about what we look like. Um, true story. A few days ago, um, she left to go back to her home. She gave us a hug. She said her goodbyes. I walked her out to her vehicle. I came back in, guys, and sat down on the couch. Five minutes had passed. This lady comes back in the house. She goes upstairs. Lady, what are you doing? And she was like, I didn't do my eyebrows. I got to do my eyebrows before I leave out of here. And I'm like, at best, she was stopping at the gas station to get gas. Like, seriously, you couldn't leave out without doing your eyebrows? So again, that has not changed no one bit about her. Number five, and this is my last one. There is always better. Anytime we have had, you know, a great experience or a win, my mom has never been a big celebrator. And don't get me wrong. I knew she was happy and she did celebrate, but her way of celebrating always kept us grounded and to realize this wasn't the only celebration, if you will. You you thank God, you celebrate, but you keep moving. And for that, the way it's always settled on me and I packaged it up for my boys is that I didn't want them to settle. 
there's always better. And so definitely have your moment, but keep it pushing because there's always better up the road. And actually, that is a guiding light for me in anything that I do, for sure, especially where winds are concerned. And so I'll say this, and I said this at her 65th birthday party that we celebrated here recently. Our story is not bridled with a lot of frou-frou words, and it's not a lot of hugging, and it's not a lot of what you would consider, um, yeah, it's just not a lot of that. Like, it's not a lot of, yeah, frou-frou words, like, for lack of a better phrase. It's just not been, that's not been what's characterized our growing up in our relationship. But there is an earnest truth. And that's mama, you did a good job. And for that, we thank you. Hey ladies, thanks for listening to the Heart Headed Way podcast. Please subscribe and share with your family, friends, coworkers, whomever. Also, be sure to connect with us on social media, Facebook and IG at the Heart Headed Way. And finally, if you have some podcast topics, or you would even like to be a guest on the show, please email me at thehardheadedway at gmail.com. Make it a great one, ladies. Bye.